Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making Coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Hey, no big opening speeches today not, not, I, and no big quotes today. I want to jump right into the conversation with my friend, Mayor Andrew Fofo Gillich, the mayor of the city of Biloxi, someone I really enjoy visiting with periodically. We'll get an update on the bridge situation, the toll bridge scenario, just a scenario. It's not, it's not, just being proposed to have a conversation in the community about it. There may be other options. We're going to talk about that here in just a second and find out what else is going on in Biloxi these days. But without any further ado, let me uh, just say good morning to you, Fofo. How you doing? Good morning, Ricky. Listen, I'm, I'm appreciative of all the conversations we have. I always learn something and just a, it, it's a treat for me to just to shoot the breeze with you and yeah, whoever, might, whoever else might be listening, you know, but <laughs> it, it's great. So look, um, I have um, Julian Rankin from the Walter Anderson Museum is going to be on tomorrow. And one of the things I'm sure we're going to talk about is the Ground, Ground Zero Blues Club. And, uh, you know, I was really fortunate, uh, Fofo, that I had the opportunity to have a one-hour visit on Coast View with Bill Luckett. Uh, you know, as you know, uh, he's Morgan Freeman, was Morgan Freeman's partner in that effort that unfortunately died a few months ago but not long before he passed away i actually had an hour with him and we talked about the story of the ground zero blues club how he and morgan came to do it in clarksdale how clarksdale needed it so badly but then more specific to that though and beyond sort of the economic impact that it had for the city of clarksdale was the opportunity they had to connect all these blues artists uh, both you know both past and, and present with with sort of the the role that they played in influencing music around the world. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, think about the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and Eric Clapton. I mean, the long the story goes on and on. But they have done such a great job of the authentic of, of sort of keeping the authenticity of the of the contribution of Delta Blues and bringing you know again some of the older artists, some of the younger artists, and bringing them through that blues blues club. One of the things that Bill Luckett told me was. And again, it was just an incredible conversation that at any given time he could walk around uh, the blues club and there may be 50 percent of the people who are not from America who are in the blues club. They might be from Europe, Australia, all over the all over all around the world coming there to understand sort of what where's the root of this incredible music scene for for the, the influence that it's had on so many artists around the world. I think the the Ground Zero Blues Club in Biloxi has the same kind of opportunity. I don't want it to be a Disney, you know, just no. you know, just the Disney version of the of the Clarksdale, but to be a Biloxi version of the Clarksdale version. And you're a music guy, you got to be super excited about oh, that. Oh yeah, like I said we did some a lot of uh, you know, interviews and, and things about Biloxi's music scene, especially mainstream but things that we had on the strip, I mean, it was all for real. Uh, one of the, I mean, I, Bill Luckett's son was down, and we shared, you know, just some some poignant moments and so forth. But he had that passion too, and uh, you know, 
it, it's just it, it has a gravity, you know, gravity in the universe. It attracts. And I think this has what you're getting at, that same kind of gravity. We've got, you know, between New Orleans and, and Mobile, you know, we've got some musicians and we've got some talent and, and we've got some authentic things. And I think that's the, the two things that made, you know, the uh, Ground Zero in Clarksdale. It's authentic. I mean, nothing, you know, uh, nothing made up. It's its own thing. I think we'll have, you know, a similar experience. And, you know, back when, when I was, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, some of the things that were, were cooking, Irma Thomas was one, you know, that, that uh, you know, she's, I've seen her uh, at the Ground Zero, but it's that same, hey, real deal. You can't make this up. You can't copy it. It's its, its own thing. I think that's what we'll have here, too. I think I think we will too. I and and for people who don't know, you heard me say it a second ago. But but uh, Fofo's a musician. He's got a long <laughs> history as a musician, and uh, kind of remind people what what that past was like for you, Fofo. Well, you know, like I said, music was everywhere, and and, and uh, one of my good friends, Leroy Corning, uh, we revisit. He's a two, couple years younger than me, but he remembers all of the, the places on Main Street, the places you know that that we all kicked around, especially when we were young, too young to go in, but we could listen to the music. And we could uh, uh, really, I mean, every place had you know a, 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 a person performing, and that was just part of the scene, you know, and uh, just from Main Street, from Howard Avenue, the Strip, and, and you know, even Irma Thomas being here. When I was, you know, 10th and 11th, 11th grade, she was here with that same, you know, uh, Bass, Bass Domino, and, and uh, just, it, it was, uh, they, they copied, you know, a lot of them, like Rolling Stones, they copied Irma. Time is on my side. Now, <laughs> interesting story, I think Bonnie Raitt's coming here in, uh, in, in a, a month or so. Now, mm-hmm. there was a, 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 a documentary, uh, Irma Thomas, My Life in Music. Now, 65, that's when I graduated from high school, 65, she cut Time is on My Side. She did a tour in England, and they were getting from this offshore uh, communications boats that used to broadcast, you know, uh, uh, pirate radios. Rolling Stones heard Time is on My Side by Irma Thomas. So she heard, the Rolling Stones heard her perform it. They cut it, they covered it in 1966, and it went to the top, you know. She was tired of, uh, in this, I don't want to pitch the whole thing, but she was tired of explaining. I did it first. (laughs) Okay. Now, she didn't, she said, I'm not doing it. I'm going to solve that. I'm tired of talking, you know, but what's what and who's who. Well, in in 93, now she stopped playing Time is on my side, but. The rule of all my heart, uh, Alan Toussaint, all of it. I mean, it's that's the real kind of flavor we would, we could, you know, re- realize. But uh, Bonnie Raitt, in 1993, a national New Year's Eve uh, event, the, the producer said, "Look, I need you to play." He says, "The only only thing I'll play, I'll play the show if Irma Thomas sings with me." Now, I'm telling you, this is the best music I've ever heard. And they all hit about five or six horns behind it. You know, it, they're just top notch. But Time on My Side with Irma Thomas and Body Rate was the best, period. I'm telling <laughs> Hey, so you, do you still play your guitar? No, piano. I got a little piano. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're piano. that's right. Keyboard. I noticed you a little you had a little something on your finger. What happened? I had a little duplicate contracture, your little trigger finger, and I, I couldn't 
straightening out. But now it's okay. Dr. Lee did a good job. I went to uh, <laughs> a little bit of uh, operational, uh, what do you call it? Not recovered, but uh, post-op visit. Today. So you're still playing. What, what's your favorite music to play? I like rhythm. I like all of them. I like the Beatles. I like Rolling Stones, a number of Rolling Stones. I like everything, rhythm and blues, fast domino. I mean, everything, you know. You name it, I love it. You know, I even like the classical stuff. Not that yeah. I can read music. I've just discovered, I've been playing, what, 50-something years, you, you know, your your in-law, your uncle by marriage. So we never took music. We never, we did anything. I just discovered, I've been playing all my cards. And I've played, a, you know, a bunch of years in rock and roll band. I've been playing all my cards inverted, which means <laughs> I've been working too hard. My fingers, <laughs> somebody would have taught me a little bit about how to do these things, it had been easier for me. Hey, when I when I started playing piano, I, my mother was a piano teacher. Uh-huh. I was a drummer. That's what I did. I played drums. Yeah. For, I still play drums. Yeah. But but uh, I I I've learned to play chords wrong. <laughs> I mean, I, I play exactly. the chords right, but my fingers are not right. It's on That's, the it. That's me. I mean, I'm just learning. So, Marty Wayne Desport told me. So what? You know, there was a couple of songs that you have to play these chords like. Um, Color my world, right? Uh, yeah, I, I know that one for sure. Yeah, yeah you have to play. You know, if, if it's a C, you know, your thumb is on the C, then you play the, you know, the the minors and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So I do that, okay. But you know, I could have been playing a lot of other songs a lot easier. But that my just mom made, would say, "Yeah, Bubba, please use your little finger, please." Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't until something like Color My World that that would actually come into play. But yeah. I know, I know it well. Hey, listen, before we get too far away from this, I, I just want to say, you know, you think back at Gus Stevens and what what came through Gus Stevens and yeah. the impact that it had. A great visit with with his daughter to talk about that yeah, history. That's but, right. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's a real opportunity for us to not only have a touch of the Delta Blues. We have several. We have we have Blues Trail of Marker in coastal Mississippi, but right. we can we can put our fingerprint on it. I'm looking forward to watching that evolve. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. It really is. It's gonna be re- it's gonna be really cool. Hey, in the second part of the show, we'll talk about the bridge and what's the latest. Uh, just in general, how are things going with you these days? It, it's been nonstop. I'm telling you, you know, everybody felt like the uh, world stood still for about 18 months, but it never really stood still. You know, our numbers were terrific. You know, you know, I, uh, as far as gaming and visitation and and those kinds of things. You know, and, and every year we go through this. You know, I don't want to say everything is, is is on the top of the world because if we could use those funds and those things to, to further economic development, in, you know, in the coast, as far as infrastructure and other, uh, you know, opportunities. But uh, it is, it's, it, it's amazing. You know, I, I really enjoy because it, it would be a surprise if there was not a surprise every day. But, you, know, you know, mate, that, that's, uh, that, you know, you, you do what you got to do because I love what I'm doing. You know? Well, that that's exciting because, you know, at the end of the day, think about the amount of money. We're get, coming to the end of the segment, but we'll pick it up on the other side. The amount of money that's been sitting on the sidelines from a development point of view. Right. And, it, and during this downtime, you know, some of these developers had an opportunity to kind of take a step back and say, do we really want to do that one over here? Maybe we want to do this one over in Biloxi, or maybe we want to put more money in the project in Biloxi, or well, I, I can only imagine what those conversations well, were Well, like. there's things that have been around for a couple of years, the Opportunity Zone, and that's what we're in the middle of, and, and that they're coming in capital, you know, games. Absolutely. We'll, we'll yeah. pick it up on the other side okay. and, and uh, continue that part of the conversation. We'll see you after this break with Mayor Fofo Gillich.
subscribe for free to the Coast View Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have Mayor Fofo Gillish from the city of Biloxi. And when we went to break, though, we were talking about, you know, the fact that, yeah, well, for Biloxi, really, if you just look at what happened in Biloxi, what, what happened in Mississippi, we came back pretty rapidly once the economy started to open back up again. Uh, Biloxi had some record months in casino gaming. What that meant is a lot of people came, came into this community. A lot of people drove into this community. They felt safe being in their cars. It played well to our approach that we took here in coastal Mississippi, especially for communities like Biloxi. And, uh, you know, a lot of conversations were still taking place about new developments. You know, the Ground Zero Blues Club is one of them, but there are many others. And then, you can, as I mentioned before we went to break, you can only imagine the number of recalibrating that might might be happening where people were saying, we were going to take a risk in that community over there, but let me, we need to rethink about Biloxi again because there's so much activity there. We need to ride this wave with Biloxi. There's a lot of that stuff going on now, isn't there, Fofo? It, it certainly is. You know, 200, room, 200 home subdivisions, just, you know, uh, a, a lot of just properties. You look around, uh, live, work, and play downtown. You know, the... Uh, Nico's actually revisiting the uh, old Borden's Milk, which converted to about 19 uh, pretty cool-looking apartments, plus uh, you know two or three restaurants on that first level. Uh, it, it, and they also, with the, the Magnolia Hotel and that restaurant down by Mary Mahoney's, uh, Rizzuto's, I don't know if we talked about Rizzuto's, they're, they're on the way. It, it, is, it is, action is here, you know, and, and they're ready to meet the challenge. You know, again, I think the, the, uh, the BM, to actually, land these these opportunities and then the jobs that go along with filling those vacancies you know filling that's a lot of concern especially you know in the restaurant and hospitality business getting people to to work these you know these uh, uh facilities no it, it it's uh it, it's non-stop but we uh you know every day there's can we do this and, and you know my action is of course we could do that but how can we help you you know that, that's uh and especially this day and and, and this time it's uh it, but it you, is but you know, think think about it for a minute think about think about the number of people coming into biloxi already just because of the casinos just just let's right there that you got a base of visitors and others who are who are coming there? You think about what's happening, and we could—I could break it down because I've, I've had all the mayors on my show to talk about what's happening in each of these communities. But, but, but I would say at the top of the list for these sort, sort of walkable communities, obviously Ocean Springs is up there. What they've done, how you have this great walkable community, lots of restaurants. Where's that? Where's it? Where's that? Ocean Springs. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. And then in Bay St. Louis, you think about what's happening with <laughs> oh, yeah. Bay St. Louis, with uh, Pearl right, yeah. Hotel and the art community and all these yeah. restaurants. Biloxi can stake its claim, man. What's what's happening downtown Biloxi today could literally be sort of the next walkable community. You see that clearly, don't you? I think so. And, you know, what we did a few years about, about restoring that two-way traffic and the, that brick infrastructure. Now you look at what's coming out the ground right now. Of course, Ground Zero being the tip of uh, that volcano that's coming up through the, you know, the, the Pacific. But, yeah, you know, you look at just look at our visitation now. We're like 49, as far as population, based on the you know, 2020 census, we're 49,680, just right under 50,000. 
but we have 4.2 million visitors in our 7,000 hotel rooms. Now you do the arithmetic. You can see why we have 15 or 1,600 calls for service because the people, we have a shadow uh, population, so to speak, we have to service. And so we can justify everything we do, but that puts us in a little bit different arithmetic with things like new, everybody's talks about new grocery stores and new opportunities. Well, the first move that, you know, you look at you know, crosshairs at Cobb Street, Division Street, that's in the middle of 7,000 hotel rooms. That's a little bit different arithmetic than Rouse's or Publix or uh, Trader Joe's. What they do, draw a circle, two minute drive time, what is your total you know, income in that house? Then I can justify my whole game plan. But this is a little different situation. We got people with different profiles, and we got a lot of them. So that that arithmetic for marketing, you know how it is. I mean, yeah. the technology will tell you. The analytics will say, "Hey, uh, you know, this is this is a little different situation." So I mean, it's hard for me, you know, uh, to, to get that across. But this is a, a different kind of, you know, and I think it's a great opportunity to, to make the jump, you know. I see. Yeah. I see it happening, and I can. <clears throat> I share your enthusiasm for it. Hey, let's uh, let's get the latest on the bridge. Yeah. <clears throat> one of the well, I think one of the most compelling things that you and I talked about before, and people need to understand this, that when you go to build rebuild a bridge, there is a there are federal funded bridges that the federal government is responsible for, and state has its priorities. Unfortunately, the Popsbury Road Bridge is not a federal bridge and it's not a state bridge. It's a it's a city bridge. So so by the time you go through all these buckets of money, and and we could we could break it all down for you, but just just trust us that the infrastructure money is gone before it gets to the city of Biloxi. That's just the reality. So the, the so. What we, what the mayor and I have talked about in the past is either we build it using a tow, uh, toll in a say a five year window, or we don't get a bridge in our lifetime. It and and I know that the toll, the notion of a toll, I've been I've been not not excited about the the possibility of a toll, but 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 if you just look at the reality of where we are. There's no big bucket of gold coming at the end of a rainbow that's going to bring money to this. If we want a new bridge, we've got to find new ways to do it. Is that essentially the bottom line? That's the assessment. You know, and again, with the bridge, and they've been pretty aggressive in, in, in polling folks and this United Bridge Partners, which we, you know, we've been appreciative of what they brought to the table because it, it puts you real dollars. You know, you and I shared a while back that when I became mayor in 2015, we had a, a, a two bridges and a, and a uh, ability to tie from 67 all the way through interstate 10 across to uh, revival another causeway in a in a bridge but also tie all the way to highway 90. now yeah. interesting that we're going to actually one of the big things that to make us eligible is to be a state road which is in there's a number of uh acronyms that you say has to be on this you know, a plan or this plan, but, but you know, if we tie that, then it, it takes a highway to a highway. In 1979, when, you know, in Bucks annexed the area, that's when things kind of uh, said, okay, it's your deal. But, you know, facts, facts are facts. Look, you know, that's what I look at. Some of the things that, that you know, the problem has been, you know, not only the, the traffic load, but the bridge breaking down. Okay, if that's the main problem, then, you know, and, and everybody can say, I'm going to put up with the traffic. The, the, an easier solution that we can, you know, $180 million for one bridge is out there, you know, you know, out there, 250,000 miles like around the moon. That's not going to get there. You know, I can't get, you know, uh, 
that on the radar to even say, no, hey, come back with another plan. But there are uh, secondary solutions to fix the draw. It's actually a good structure to rehab the bridge and its you know, pathways to uh, at least to keep it from breaking down. It, as I mentioned in previous, you know, that, this is not just a Biloxi problem. This is a regional problem. You go look at the service boats and the, and the opportunity on Seaway, and if they can't get through that bridge, that's a regional problem. You know, it could be welded shut. And nobody could come around. Literally, you know, a few weeks back when it got cold and got warm again, and and, and the structure didn't line up. And people would, you know, I had people call me from boats, not from Wednesday, because everybody was stopped. So that sort of, you know, put the dot on the eye. This is a problem, but it doesn't have to be a high-rise problem. You know, a bridge too far, so to speak. But 180 million dollars is a significant stroke, and unless it's a state designated bridge you have no play at m at dot okay uh we've been working with m dot you know better than ever on how we can get the designation so we can go after the big bridge money but to do the arithmetic i think we shared this before the 3.3 billion dollars coming from that infrastructure push down to state of mississippi of that 3.3 billion 225 million is designated for bridges. That's every bridge in Mississippi. Now, what chance do you think I've got to get 180 million or 50 million out of that 225 of every bridge and every structure? And, and you know, that's just the facts. So, so, so Buffa, what I hear you saying is that it's either do a United Bridge Partner scenario where they would finance the bridge, and they would they would get paid back through a toll, and we would end up with this state of the art 95 foot bridge, et cetera, et cetera. It's that approach, but that's but there's a toll associated with that. Right. And based on what I'm reading, it seems that a lot of Biloxians are having issues with it. Okay, so that's that one. And then yep. then over here though, you're you're already working on a backup plan which involves fixing the drawbridge because that's that has to be fixed um, and maybe i heard, heard also maybe doing some up, other updating yeah. on the bridge updating the bridge yeah. um, so how far along is that process well you know we're uh weeks away we've been studying for the last month and a half and, and uh some of our engineers are bringing you know the nuts and bolts now you know rehab is a, a lot different you know 15 million dollars is a lot different than 180 million dollars and, yeah. and that's in you know not rarefied air you yeah, know, but I can twist people's arms. Hey, man, this is this is what's done. I justify. You know, it's not a regional problem. I mean, it's not a Biloxi problem. This is a regional problem. Uh, the mayor's right. It's a regional problem. But you know, the problem is it fall it falls on Biloxi to solve the the problem until the state recognizes this as a state bridge, then we get more parties involved in the solution. Otherwise, it's either doing a toll are making improvements to the bridge and uh, we'll see how that all plays out i'll talk more about that with uh, bill labors who's coming up in the next part of the show we'll see you after the break live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.